The Sloppy Sorting Hat is a podcast that includes adult language and content, as well as spoilers from your favorite TV shows, movies, and books. It is also a zero-budget production that may sometimes have weird audio quirks. You have been warned, and this is your last warning. It's the Sloppy Sorting Hat. Hello, and welcome to the Sloppy Sorting Hat. As you all know, because you've listened to all of our episodes, this is a podcast where we sort characters from our favorite movies, books, and TV shows. But we usually get it wrong due to the sloppy nature of this podcast. So today we have some games we're playing. We will also be talking about some crazy theories. And we also may put a spell on you to make you think this podcast is the best podcast ever. So don't cover your ears. It's Halloween, witches, and therefore it stands to reason, does it not, sisters dear, that in this episode, we will be sorting characters from the Halloween classic Hocus Pocus. Plus, we've got our very first confunded guest podcaster, my friend Jackie. She's a little light on the Harry Potter knowledge, but she's practically a Hocus Pocus expert. Say hi, Jackie. Well, hi, Jackie. Thank you so much for having me. Even though I am a Harry Potter novice, I do also consider myself a Hocus Pocus expert and a Bette Midler obsessor. So thanks for having me. How did Michelle confund you? (laughs) Do you know Michelle? (laughs) You know, she just mentioned Hocus Pocus and poof, here I am. Jack, I don't know you that well, but I definitely think you would be in Hufflepuff. Okay, we'll take her. She's very nice. Every time that I have been over to your house, Michelle, and she's there, she always talks to me, which is nice. She's like one of the only one of your friends that talks to me. (laughs) Ooh, dissing all her other friends. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure you all remember that MySpace had this great feature back in the day where you could rank your friends. Mm -hmm. Even though MySpace is dead, its spirit lives on in my life because I rank my friends every week in my own mind. (laughs) And so (laughs) for being our first podcast guest, Jackie is currently ranked number one. And my other friends can all suck it. Yeah. (laughs) They can definitely go suck it. But I would put Jackie into Ravenclaw because she is really very witty and dry with her humor. It's one of my favorite things about her. And she just has some great jokes, which I know now she's going to feel the pressure to perform on this podcast. But trust me, she's very funny. If you say so. <laughs> I'm going to put Jackie into Gryffindor because she has a toddler and all the time spent with a toddler. You got to have a lot of courage because you, you never know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I know because I also have I guess a toddler. you would know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess based on all of descriptions, she's really a Slytherin because we're all sloppy. <laughs> Jackie, what do you think? I mean, wow, that just spans the whole gamut, right? So I think I want to be like a Ravenpuff, as you guys might say. Well, before we get too far into this, we gotta get sloppy, 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 sloppy. <laughs> Ready, Fred? Ready, George? So I've decided to go the Amanda route and I have two drinks Woo! (laughs) and therefore I have a conjured cocktail and a better beer. After all, guys, it's Halloween and that's when the weirdos come out. For my conjured cocktail, I made Witch's Brew. It includes vodka, Sprite, blackberry, brandy, lemon juice, and sugar for garnish. It is pretty good, surprisingly delicious, and please check out a photo and recipe on Instagram. And now on to my second drink, the Better Beer. It is, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this correctly, but is from the Elysian Brewing Company. It is called the Night Owl Pumpkin Ale, and it is 6.7%, which is, I think, a pretty good percent for a beer and it is the better beer of choice for our favorite owls hedwig errol and pig after a long night of owl post delivery to ungrateful wizards (laughs) okay mando what are you drinking same (laughs) (laughs) 
So I'm drinking exactly what Danny's drinking because I want to. So she actually made her drink how it's supposed to be made. I just like threw a whole bunch of vodka and some blackberry brandy and a lot of lemon juice. So it's probably not as good as Danny's, but it's still good. I did not put any sugar rim on it because that's just way too much work. And I'm also drinking the uh, that pumpkin one that she said the night owl. And I'm going to try it for the first time right now. <laughs> oh, it's really good. It tastes. Oh my god, it tastes like pumpkin pie. I just want to point out that that's pretty classic that you didn't do the sugar room because it's too much work. Because Danny is a Hufflepuff and you're not. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, I'm hardworking. <laughs> Meech, what are you drinking? Well, I tried to find that pumpkin ale that you guys are drinking. I couldn't find it, but I I have another pumpkin drink. So I have the Down East Cider Pumpkin Blend. The Down East Cider is a really great unfiltered cider. So when you get it in the can, you have to shake it before you open it. So this is pumpkin blend and it has a nice spice to it, a nice pumpkin flavor for fall. So I'm really enjoying it, even though it's not my usual hazy IPA. (laughs) Jackie, what are you drinking? I'm drinking an Ace Pumpkin Cider. And I can say I'm not even a huge fan of pumpkin things, but this is the best cider I've ever had. So I'm loving it. I'm going to be sad when Halloween is over and the fall goes away and it's gone, but it is so delicious. We're all so festive. For our listeners, and you guys know we're sloppy, we did not plan to all be drinking pumpkin drinks. We just did it because we're basic bitches. Yeah, we all love Halloween here. I actually don't, but I'm not going to get into that. (gasps) Oh my God, Halloween is my favorite holiday. Oh my God, it's mine too. So we have a fun new game for this episode. It is called Amortentia, Richta Sempra, and Jinx. Amortentia. Richta Sempra. Jinx. So I have chosen three Harry Potter characters and the others have to decide who they want to give the Amortentia love potion to, who they want to throw their Richta Sempra tickling spell at, and who they want to jinx. So I guess the, <laughs> the idea here is the Richta Sempra tickling spell is supposed to be like, fucking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the originals, this is like Mary fuck kill. And so instead of fucking, there's no fucking spell, so it's just like the tickling spell. Yep, that's the best I could come up with. Okay. <laughs> oh, I almost went with binding spell. <laughs> so there would be like a little S&M. S&M. Yeah. yeah. It's just a little too much. You know, that just goes into a whole new level. I wasn't comfortable with binding people. We're a fucking family-friendly podcast. <laughs> Obviously. But if it was spell right. binding, it would be okay for this episode. Too. Oh, yeah. that's true. So I picked a Bellatrix Lestrange, <laughs> a Lord of Aldi himself, and Professor Umbridge. Ooh, wow, Amanda, you're making it hard. <laughs> yeah. I love that you gave us two girls and a guy. It's, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, Pretty I'm good. into it. I'm into it. Yeah, I would jinx Voldemort because I just saved the world, and then I'd be famous and rich like Harry Potter. <laughs> okay. So I like it. I will. I'll do that first, and then I'll tickle Umbridge because <laughs> I just feel like I kind of. I mean, have to pick her for something. I definitely don't want to spend more time with her than I have to. So we'll just get that over with. And then Amortentia definitely to Bellatrix because she's a freak, and I would like to experience that for a bit. That freak inside <laughs> in bed more than once. I would give her the love potion. <laughs> okay, Danny. What about you? I think I'm gonna give Rick Sembra to. Voldy, because I think it would be really interesting to see how he laughs when he gets tickled, because he's he's a weird dude. So <laughs> I think that would be really interesting. Amortentia. I think I'll give it to Umbridge. Maybe that'll make her less horrible. Maybe if she's under a love spell, she'll be like, nice. She's almost worse than Voldemort. So maybe the love potion will help. So I think she is worse than Voldemort, but we won't get into that. And I'll jinx Bellatrix Lestrange because not my daughter, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jackie, you have limited Harry Potter knowledge, but what do you think? Yeah, so let's go with jinxing Umbridge. I don't know. Okay. 
I don't know what that's good. So that's fine. And then I'll do tickling Voldemort as well, because maybe he's freaky deaky. I don't know. (laughs) And Mortensia, I would give to Bellatrix because I think she's cool. She is a little (laughs) cool. I think she's kind of cool. So I'd I'd be be down with experiencing that for a while. Yeah, doing a little experimenting. (laughs) (laughs) I also really want to question, I'm not sure Voldemort even has a dick. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't know if I want to find out. I'm speculating. Google it? He has nothing down there. Yeah, I'm sure J.K. Rowling's come out with the official canon on that. I yeah. mean, he doesn't have a nose, so... The penis is the nose of the genital area. <laughs> <laughs> so I would jinx Bellatrix for killing Sirius. She's the worst. I would give the Rick to Sempra to Lord Voldy because I just want to see how he manages to laugh without a nose. <laughs> and I would give the Amortentia to Umbridge because I feel like we can bond over our mutual love of cats together. (laughs) Ah, I like that. Also, we picked the same thing. So good job, me and uh, you, Mandy. Yeah. (laughs) So you two two win? I don't know what the rules are. (laughs) That means I won, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like Amish and I went more in the adult route and you guys were like, I just want to hear him laugh. Yeah, I want to hear him laugh and we're like, yeah, does he have a dick? (laughs) (laughs) I think that says a lot about our friendship, actually. So Yeah, I feel like we're the real winners. Come, little children, it's time to sort these characters. When I call your name, you will come forth. I shall place a sorting hat on your head, and you will be sorted into your houses. Danny, you start. Name your character and your sorting choice. Okay, so I have Danny, which is one of the very few characters named Danny that I know of. I've decided that Danny is a Slytherin. She's cute, she's funny, but she's manipulative. Like most little sisters, she uses her baby status to get what she wants. That's my burn it, Manda. <laughs> Thanks. Max doesn't want to take Danny trick-or-treating, but Danny gets her parents to force him to take her, which is, you know, not very nice. And, you know, it works like the little sisters of the world. She got what she wanted. (laughs) When he does finally take her, Danny goes on to embarrass Max in front of Allison with the continued use of the word yabos, which is so strange. But, you know, (laughs) Max likes your yabos is what she tells her, which is like, come on, Danny. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) The girl is pretty savage, but she's also not very nice she's really into name calling she likes to use some insults like jerk face zit face and moron so i think she belongs in slytherin i don't know what to touch on first the whole little sister thing (laughs) (laughs) do i always get what i wanted when i was younger yes oh no wonder why i'm so like selfish now i just expect people to give me things for the sake of this argument you definitely got everything you wanted i do think that mom babies me a lot so i do uh i do appreciate being the youngest <laughs> I think that Danny is definitely manipulative. You could even maybe make a Ravenclaw argument because she does have some good schemes that work out in her favor. So I'm wondering what Jackie thinks is our hocus pocus expert. I'm thinking Gryffindor because really you can say it's self-serving, but everything she did that was self-serving worked out for Max in the end because he did get those yabos. <laughs> really, I think it was just her nerve and talking him into doing things that worked out for him in the end. Maybe also Hufflepuff. Maybe it's just loyalty to her big brother and he just didn't know it was working in his favor. 
It's a good point. I really at the point where he did get those yabos in the end. I'm sorting Max next, and we're going to continue the yabos themes. I am sorting Max into Ravenclaw. You might think he's a dumbass, and he'd probably be at least a little bit right, because first he's out there talking about his crush's yabos in front of his kid sister, and then he's lighting up this candle that's obviously going to start some shit. Like, know what movie you're in, Max. You're, you're, this is not going to end well. But if you thought he was just some kind of idiot, you're so wrong, because he's actually a genius, and that's why he belongs in Ravenclaw. Because the whole plot of this movie is actually Max's scheme to get into Allison's pants. <laughs> <laughs> you always love the pants argument. You yeah. use that with Ginny too. <laughs> she sees him at school and she thinks he's just some joke with like kind of an adorable but also kind of a creepy crush on her. Uh, so she won't give him the time of day. And I don't even blame her. But he sees that candle and he, it's not like a dumbass moment. It's actually a genius moment where he orchestrates the whole thing. So he looks like a big damn hero in the end where he's saving his sister. And it works. And sure, they all almost die horrible deaths, but they don't. And then he gets some. So that's smart as hell. So Ravenclaw. But I think he could also be in Slytherin just because he did scheme all that out and scheming is a Slytherin trait. Okay, I appreciate your validating that he schemed it out though. Oh no, I love this argument. I just think that he's more into Slytherin because of the scheming, but I see your point in him being so thoughtful about the whole plan. <laughs> That's reading. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was totally scheming. I mean, in the movie, he basically bribes Danny to go to the Sanderson cottage by telling her that he'll be Peter Pan with tights the next year for Halloween. I mean, he's really working it. He's fighting any way he can to get to Allison. Oh my gosh, you guys have just thrown out too much truth. <laughs> I would say Hufflepuff. He's super loyal to his sister. Said he would wear tights the next year for Halloween, which I guess you could say it was because, again, yabos. But <laughs> that's a big move for a big brother. And he has patience with her because she, you know, as we discussed, she's a little bit greedy, let's be honest. I could definitely <laughs> do that too, because he is nicer, even though she's so annoying. So next, I'm going to be sorting Allison. I think Allison definitely belongs into Slytherin. First of all, she's an insufferable know-it-all, especially about the topic of Halloween. So I think that's a very cunning trait. She has no issue to give Max his phone number back, but making it seem like she was giving him her phone number. Super schemy. Gangster move. Um, yeah. <laughs> she didn't even comment that Danny said Max loves her yabos. Like, not even a thank you. So I guess she's just super into herself. Like, she gets that compliment all the time. <laughs> Also on the topic of being super into herself. So she needed the salt for her walk home towards the end of the movie and mentions that she wants to protect herself from old boyfriends. So basically, she thinks that she's just so popular and that all of her boyfriends are thinking of her and want to attack her. Super into herself. I'm thinking of her. Are you an ex-boyfriend of hers? I might be. <laughs> you don't know me. I also think that she's very controlling, telling Max to not light the black candle. I mean, she should just let Max do him and just do whatever he wants. So she also schemes to come up with the idea to burn the sisters to death. And I think that that's just super inhumane of her and a very uh, Slytherin thing to do. And let's not forget how she is so focused on her own agenda that she opens the spell book, even though Binks especially told her not to. Those are all the reasons why I think she belongs into Slytherin. She's just really hot. So is there like a babe house? That's where she belongs. Yeah, Slytherin. <laughs> Have you seen Draco? Say, <laughs> on top of those reasons for Slytherin, I would say the leadership thing. Like she really does spearhead this whole adventure. But also, she totally plays Danny to get Max to be able to go with her on this adventure. Because she's like, oh, you're dressed like a, a witch. I know witches. And then gets them into this whole big issue. I agree. So she schemes to go to the Sanderson sister house. Plus, she's really into salt. Salt, where's the salt? And uh, <laughs> I feel like salty people are usually in Slytherin. Yeah, and so is Jimmy Buffett. 
Also, she is resourceful because she uses the car to make a fake sunrise. That's more Ravenclaw. It's resourceful because she's using the car. <laughs> she's using oh, her resources. Oh, she's using the car. <laughs> Fuck me. I'm sorry. Which is right. a resource. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. I got your back, Jackie. <laughs> so what, what house do you think that she should be in? The babe house. I told you already. Which is Slytherin. I don't understand what the babe house is. You didn't <laughs> clarify that. She probably thinks Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah, Hufflepuff is clearly the babe house. Cedric, guys. Okay. All right, Jackie, you're sorting Emily. Yeah, so Emily to me is in Slytherin. Yeah, she's the first victim in this movie. But really, okay, with like, what, six minutes to work with of her being in the movie, the whole movie is based on the predicament that she gets her and her brother into. And then she sees him for the first time after he dies, you know, spending 300 years with twisted bones and bended back. And what does she say to him? What took thee so long? <laughs> cool. Not thanks. Not I missed you. What took you so long? I totally agree. She, in that last scene, she's like hiding from him too. She's like just playing hide and seek. Like, come on, girl. You haven't seen him in 300 years. Don't you just want to run up to him and give him a big hug? I don't get it. Yeah. She's like, Thackeray Binks, what took thee so long? Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sort Mr. and Mrs. Dennison, Max and Danny's parents. They're obviously Gryffindors, guys. For one, they were brave enough to move their family across the country with a teenager, and that seems like really scary shit. Good for them for being yeah. brave enough to do that. They also just moved into the small town, and they're already comfortable going to like a big Halloween party. Props to them for having courage to get out there and meet people in a new city. And second, or third, I'm not sure what number I'm on at this point. Uh, three. <laughs> <laughs> their costumes are legit. <laughs> you have to admit that Mrs. Dennison in full Madonna gear is brave. I love dressing up for Halloween, as I mentioned. Halloween's my favorite holiday. But that costume is extreme, and she rocked it, and she knew it. So you go, girl. I might go as Mrs. Dennison Halloween costume for Halloween this year. I might do Madonna. <laughs> Mrs. Dennison as Madonna. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm going to go for as Halloween this year. I agree with you. Based off of going to that party and being Madonna and Dad Kula, is that what he calls himself? Dad Kula. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, it's a real bad dad joke. Also, how worried about Danny he was when Max just so general said, Dad, something happened. <laughs> didn't say what and then of course um he was like what danny and like he was just so worried about danny and i just felt like that's good of him he's a good dad so i want him in my house gryffindor i mean i agree i think anybody who has the bravery to go around and say i'm dad Gila has to be a gryffindor <laughs> <laughs> you know what? i love puns and he nailed it yeah i don't know <laughs> I was going to say Gryffindor too, because when I saw this movie and I was like five and I saw the mom's costume, I had no idea who that was. I had no idea who she was supposed to be, but I was like, oh, okay. And now I'm like, yeah, brave. They also kind of annoy me with how they handled the situation. And as much as they're like, oh, what's wrong? Where's Danny? Blah, blah, blah. When they're trying to tell them what's wrong. No, they don't really care. Yeah, it's pretty reckless not to listen to your children when they're trying to tell you that like 300 year old witches are back from the dead. I get it. At the very least, how did you get here and we're taking you home? I am up next. I'm sorting Billy Butcherson. This guy is obviously a Slytherin. He is the 1600s version of a man slut. Too bad for him. The Sanderson sisters aren't your typical 1600s era women who are just going to take that shit. So, I mean, come on. He's shacking up with Winnie's sister behind her back. Can you blame her for killing him a little bit? She brought him back to life eventually. And then when she brings him back to life, he has the gall to call her a wench, a trollop, a buck tooth, <laughs> mop riding firefly from hell. Who's the real trollop here? He's the one fucking people's sisters behind the backs. 
<laughs> and then he has the gall to switch teams to the quote unquote good guys. Real dick, real Slytherin. You swayed me. I swayed you. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> Billy's like the knight in shining armor and that, but all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, he did, you know, what you said. <laughs> yeah, what you said. <laughs> I agree too. Yeah, Slytherin. I have Jay and Ice, which I'm actually going to put them in different houses. I'm going to put Ice in Slytherin and Jay in Hufflepuff because mm-hmm. really watch their their friendship and how they work with people. Ice is what, who wants things. Jay is who gets them. So Ice wants some shoes. Jay steals them from Max, gives them to Ice. Then Ice has a really terrible hairdo. And Jay's like, look at my boy. He is so fine. Check it out. He's a really good friend. You know, then they get candy together and all that. But I just think Ice is real Slytherin. And Jay just backs him up. It's just loyal. I think that's good. I like that. I like how uh, I think it's Jay who is like very surf. Oh, yeah. Her boy. Like, but he lives in Boston. <laughs> They're a good dynamic together, and I like those two houses for them. I honestly can't remember which one's Jay and which one is Ice. Even Ice is the one that has ice shaved in the back of his head. (laughs) (laughs) Danny doesn't know how to read, so that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, guys, come on. I can't read, especially when I've been drinking. Yeah, I don't remember who these guys are, and I did not watch this movie before (laughs) recording this. So We're like soulmates because I'm the Hocus Pocus expert. You're the Harry Potter expert. It's just perfect. We're like opposite. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you guys complement each other well. Yeah, I'll support you two getting together. I'll Mm -hmm. I'll ship that. Oh, you ship us? Thank you. Yeah, I ship Meech and Jackie for sure. I'm going to sort the Devil Master. Not entirely sure what to call him, so I'm going to call him the Devil Master. (laughs) (laughs) Like the Slayer Master. (laughs) So I'm putting the Devil Master into Hufflepuff, mainly because I think he's just very nice. So obviously I'll go with this main one where he so willingly invites the Sanders sisters into his home. He also calls his wife so many pet names like Pudding Face and Honey Bunch, which is just so nice of him, even though she's obviously super angry that these random strangers are in her house. He is very willing to dance with Sarah. He also gives the sisters candy as they leave, even though they caused such a big scene, but he still wanted to give them candy for the trick-or-treating. And we all know that the Hufflepuffs love their candy and their food. It's a bit of a stereotype, but I mean, it's true for this Hufflepuff. I do love candy. He's so willing to give compliments, even saying that Mary Sanderson could be a tight end just because she caught a piece of candy. So really, I'm just going off of the whole niceness of Hufflepuffs for us, why the Devil Master is in Hufflepuff. And yep, that's what I'm going with. Well, it's true. Hufflepuffs are nice. We're like the nicest people that I know. I think he is really nice. Like, why does he invite people into his house? He's just like super nice. I don't invite people into my house. I hardly ever even answer the door when people knock. So good for yeah, I would go with Gryffindor because it was very, uh, very just and brave, although dumb, of him to dance with Sarah Redroom when his wife is there. That's a good point. Okay, it's my turn, and I'm going to sort Thackeray Binks. Binks is a Slytherin. Oh, he, yeah, I know. But here it goes. He scratches people. He plays dead, and he <laughs> makes fun of virgins. <laughs> Why does he play dead? The time he gets hit by that bus. I don't think he was playing. (laughs) 
It was still rude, guys. He knew that he wouldn't be able to die, so he just like stood there and let the bus hit him. He didn't even try to move. He wanted to see what Danny and Max and Allison, how they would react. He wanted to see it, so that's 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 rude, guys. Uh, he's also crazy ambitious. He's cursed into a cat, which we all know is basically the best curse of all time, and he goes ahead and makes it his immortal life's mission to stop people from lighting the black flame candle. He hangs out around a crappy old cottage for 300 years. That takes some serious determination. Instead, he could have been eating, cuddling, sleeping, and playing in some cushy house. Not only that, he insults house cats by calling them fat, useless, and contented. Hmm. Only Slytherins can be so mean and callous to cats. Even as a human, the last line of the movie, he makes a joke about a virgin. Like, stop making fun of virgins. It's okay to be a virgin. No, is it though? <laughs> is it okay to be a virgin? <laughs> it's okay, guys. It's okay to be a virgin if you want to be a virgin. I like this argument, Danny. I agree. Although I do have to chime in about the whole playing. I don't think he was playing. I think he just like literally got hit by a freaking car. <laughs> oh, guys, don't worry. I can't die. It's fine. It's, like, it's chill. He never said anything like that, you know? It was just a ruse to be one of those people that watches like their own funeral and you just want to see if they if they actually oh liked him God. or not. I compared that shit. <laughs> I just want him to be in the babe house. He is in the babe house for sure. So I think it's time for the main event. Let's sort these Sanderson sisters. So I'm going to sort Mary into Hufflepuff. The entire movie, she doesn't seem to enjoy anything she's doing, except when she is watching TV and she is the channel changer to change through the channels. And I just think that that shows a lot of loyalty and patience because Winifred is a bit much. She's a bit extra and she is just there having her back the entire time. And I will say that when they go to fly out of their little house, she gives Sarah and Winifred the better things to fly on gives herself the vacuum so i will put her in Hufflepuff. that is so true she's such a nice friend slash sister to take that vacuum instead of the other two options and i think that i would do the same thing i'm totally married <laughs> yeah i agree i think it's also really nice that when she sees that her sisters are mainly winnie is very anxious or getting to be just very angry she wants to form that calming circle and that's <laughs> She's looking out for her sister's best interests, and that's good. I do think you could make an argument to put her into a Slytherin or a Ravenclaw because she does let Sarah take the brunt of Winnie's like kind of violence and frustration. She gets some of it, but I feel like Sarah gets more of it. I also think maybe Ravenclaw because she thinks to use the channel changer to turn the master's wife off. <laughs> she just points at her and presses the power button. That's smart. That's like really yeah. quick learning. I like that. I also think Ravenclaw because even though I I like I like what you're saying, Jackie, with the two brooms and the vacuum. She didn't let it bother her. She was just like, I'm just going to use this vacuum. And that was very smart of her to just use the vacuum instead of a broom. <laughs> so I'm going to sort Sarah Sanderson. I'm putting my girl, love her, she's my favorite, into my own house, Gryffindor. So I'm mainly putting her into Gryffindor based off of the fact that she is very brave and courageous. And here are some examples. She is not afraid to point out that she is beautiful and boys will love her. She is not afraid to sit on that bus driver's lap and drive a bus, even <laughs> though she likely has never driven a bus before. Or even knows what one is. She is brave for just outright saying that she wants to suck the lives out of little children. Come little children, children I'll take me away. away. <laughs> 
Okay. She has the courage to eat spiders and drink the burning rain of death, but she is not afraid to take one for the team and embrace the fact that Winnie pushes her onto the Black River. <laughs> she was also not afraid to ask the Master Devil to dance with her. I also think she's very... Oh, God. I'm slightly too drunk to say this word. Chivalrous. <laughs> I'm not saying it right. Chivalrous? Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Just say chivalrous. Chivalrous. No, why would you say low? Are we saying low? Chival. Chival. I can't say it. Gotcha. Michelle, can you say it as I'm doing it? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Also, she is very chivalrous. By luring children to her and always wanting to be thy friend, especially to boys, she has no issue causing a muck, a muck, a muck, a muck. <laughs> and I will end with the fact that she is very reckless by getting involved with Billy Butcherson, even though he was with Winnie at the time. Yeah, I think this is obvious. I think of Hufflepuff because I feel like Winifred wants everybody to be loyal to her, but Sarah is the one that is loyal to the master. Mm. It's like, oh, there's the devil. That's my guy. And she just, when they go to his house, shows such loyalty to him that I think she would be in Hufflepuff. That was the second house I was going to put her in, but I went with Gryffindor because it's my house. I am going to sort Winifred Sanderson, affectionately known as Winnie, and I'm definitely going to sort her into Hufflepuff because no one works harder than Winnie Sanderson. So she's got goals, and those goals you know they might be a little nefarious so you might think maybe Slytherin because she's trying to like suck the life force out of children make herself young etc but nevertheless no matter how evil they are she has goals she has plans she knows how to execute them and she works hard even when her idiot sisters drag her down she never abandons them and all her hard work is to benefit all three of them and I can really relate to this so I know (laughs) I knew you were gonna say that (laughs) I know what kind of sacrifices it takes and I know that that's true loyalty also she is able to find some good in every circumstance I mean, yeah, she's been to hell and she found it quite lovely. <laughs> so true. I bet it is quite lovely for somebody like her. I also would have put her in Hufflepuff. I don't really have any arguments. I enjoyed listening to yours, though. Yeah. <laughs> You're so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I would put her in Ravenclaw. She is the one that comes up with the spell to turn Thackeray into a cat. She decides that would be the best thing. She is the one that sets the spell so that they can come back and get justice, trying to at least. And she's also creative because she puts on that great show at the Halloween party just to get people to follow along with her and put a spell on them. So I would put her in Ravenclaw. Oh, I like those arguments, Jackie. I mean, that's a great point because compared to her two idiot sisters, she is very smart. Well, you're an idiot sister. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you're trying to do. I don't like it. You're an idiot sister. You're an idiot sister you're an idiot sister i just want to make sure that it's available for you to put into the podcast all right well i think they're gonna wrap up the sorting but jackie as our resident hocus pocus expert do you have any final words as we move out of hocus pocus and back toward harry potter so i just want to say thank you for having me and it was such an honor that you guys thought of me when you were going to do hocus pocus because i'm a self-proclaimed expert but really meant a lot that you guys thought of me and it was a lot of fun and this is great and i can't wait to continue listening to your guys's episodes well it was a pleasure to have you and you're definitely the best confunded guest podcaster we've ever had well i hope i will be the best one you ever have just kidding i hope it gets better every time Like most fans out there, we love crazy Harry Potter theories, especially me. So Mish, what theory did you find for this edition of Eerie Theories? 
You're not going mad. You're just as sane as I am. So my eerie theory centers around our favorite twins, Fred and George Weasley. They, as we all know, nicked the Marauders map during their first year from Filch's office. So that means for the first three years that their brother, Ron Weasley, attended Hogwarts, they would see him on the Marauders map sleeping with some bloke called Peter Pettigrew every night, and they never said a thing. So my theory here is that Fred and George believe that Ron is gay, but they never say anything because they're actually really good brothers and they want to let Ron come out on his own. So I have a counter theory on this because i've already thought of this <laughs> of course you have i think the marauders map doesn't actually give the names of the animagus so if they're in animagus form you can't see them on the map isn't that how harry sees peter pettigrew and in... that's a movieism that's that's on the book do you know he's there in the book um I think Ramus sees something that's weird. I thought he saw Peter on the map because he takes the he he takes the map from Harry. Right. And so he sees Peter on the map and that's when he realizes something is wrong. This is the definitive answer. Lupin was able to see Peter Pettigrew on the Marauder's map because he was the only possessor who knew that Peter was an animagus. Oh, that's it. Yes, that's it. The map only shows the name of the animagi when the user knows about the animagi. Yes, guy. only if you know that they're an animagi. So, you know, and that sounds like something that J.K. Rowling decided after so it wouldn't be a plot hole anymore so like i now i feel bad because this was obviously not a good theory because there's this whole fucking canon of like well you have to know they're an animagi before you can see their name or whatever i blew it <laughs> and i'm sorry <laughs> why is the map only allowing people that know that the animagus is an animagus is there because he's still there i mean he's technically a human they, yeah, made, they the made the map. map so. Yeah, they did it on purpose because they didn't want to be detected when they were in their animal forms. That actually makes perfect sense. Yeah, that actually does. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. So that makes sense. All right. Well, I'm sure there are so many people listening to this who were like, you idiots. How did you not figure that out? <laughs> <laughs> and this was another installment of Eerie Theories Failure Edition. <laughs> <laughs> The last segment for the day, we are calling Spill That Veritaserum. The time has come for answers. Have you brought the Veritaserum? During each episode, we'll try to answer some of your burning questions. First, from my husband, Adam, who does not listen to this podcast, uh, <laughs> he asked, you're at Honeydukes, what you buying? <laughs> <laughs> that is how he wrote it, so that's how I said it. I would definitely buy some chocolate frogs because you get the cards with them, and I'm a fan of card collecting games such as like magic the gathering i'm not actually that big a fan of them my husband's more of a fan of them so i guess i'd actually just be kind of getting the cards for him i'm definitely gonna buy birdie bots ever flavor beans because i'm just interested in what they all taste like i, I like to be surprised <laughs> hopefully i don't get the vomit flavor but yeah that's what i would buy I am going to pick acid pops because I really like suckers. And, and you really like to be on acid. <laughs> <laughs> we all know you drop acid on the daily, man. It's fine. But I don't. <laughs> Next question. This question is from Kara. If each of you were a character in the Harry Potter series, which one would you be and why? I think I'm going to be Molly Weasley. I think that I'm an amazing mom. And... <laughs> <laughs> and Molly Weasley is also an amazing mom. She is also cutthroat and kills Bellatrix. So, you know what? I'm going to go with Molly. I like her. Also, Molly is a MILF and so am I. <laughs> That's a great point. I'm going to say I'd like to be Oliver Wood because he is um, 
amazing. He approaches the things that he's passionate about with this insane, wild, like madman intensity that I can only hope to even give like a fraction of to the things that I care about. So I know he seems just just crazy, but I, I really respect that about him. That is okay. you. I'm going to pick Jenny Weasley. I think she's very shy in the beginning, but eventually goes after what she wants. And I can relate to that. I am also, especially in my relationships that I have, like friendships or whatever, I'm extremely shy. And, and then I get to know the person and then I can actually be myself. So I get that. She's also very obsessed with Harry Potter, which I am as well. <laughs> well i at least am very obsessed not only with harry potter like the book series in general but uh with dan radcliffe you guys can vouch for me that i used to have pictures hanging up of him in my room loved him yep well thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed our hocus pocus episode don't forget to like save subscribe or whatever you're supposed to do so you don't miss the next episode and please follow us on instagram at sloppy.sorting.hat if you have a suggestion on a movie book or tv show you think we should sort just let us know and until next time get extra sloppy because it's halloween which is why 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 was i cursed with such idiot sisters (laughs) 